hello and welcome to The Queer Experience. My name is Eric Permarine. I use he, they pronouns. Um, and today we have a really cool opportunity that we're playing a game called uh, Blood Neon. And specifically, we're looking at Blood Neon and its new expansion that just came out, Atomic Shock. Um, I've got some players here. I also have the, the two game designers are here joining us. So I will let everyone kind of introduce themselves. If you want to go around, tell us your name, your pronouns. Uh, and if you're one of the two game designers, feel free to say so. Uh, we'll, but we're going to go in order. So uh, MT, we'll kick it over to you. Hello, hello. My name is MC Hart. I use he, they pronouns. Um, big old slut for some vaporwave. Very excited to be here. And then Val. Great. Uh, my name is Val, R Val, uh, she, her. I am one half of the design team that made Blood Neon and the expansion Atomic Shock. Adam. Hi, everyone. I'm Adam Blumenau. Uh, he, him pronouns. I am the other half of the design team for Blood Neon and Atomic Shock. And last but not least, maybe least, not least, <laughs> Marshall. <laughs> a true tradition. Hi, I'm Marshall. I use he, him pronouns. And I am neither half of the designers of, of Blood Neon, but, you know, a boy can dream. <laughs> <laughs> You are one-sixth of the camp counselors from Camp Kingdom Come who let a lot of children die under your care. They died in the, like, the final hour, okay? <laughs> they had very fulfilling short lives. It's all good. They uh, believed in God or whatever. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, all right, so this is another one of those fun opportunities where I I get to turn the reins over because um, I get to be in a player seat, which is a fun theme in season two, which I'm loving. Uh, I get to play some of these games. So I will... Adam, as our guest GM, I'm going to kick it over to you and let you do your thing. Sounds good. So, uh, for those of you listening, Blood Neon is a hyper-violent vaporwave fantasy tabletop role-playing game inspired by uh, Doom and various other high-combat, high-octane systems with art by Luis Mello. Um, it's a hex-based combat system which we'll be seeing lots of that today um so yeah we're gonna start with building characters we have four players so we get to show off all four of the classes um has eric sent you guys all the character sheets that i provided yes finally but yes <laughs> listen i got so, it to you that's all that matters <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So I guess if we want to just go down the line, so maybe we can start with MT. Yeah, I am going to play a hip-hop bard because um, <laughs> the combination of both of those things together is not something I have the option not to play. <laughs> right, so the hip-hop bard, they wield a repeating boombox. Uh, they use neon power to create musical effects which help their team and harm their enemies. So... We can just start going down the line. Uh, you have a core ability, Sick Beats. So basically, you have your unique piece of equipment, which is your repeating boombox. It's loaded with a cylinder, which generates an effect. And those are basically your abilities. It takes an action to start playing it. But then once it plays, it keeps playing every turn. Awesome. So let's start from the bottom up. Um, you're going to pick three tier one. Actually, sorry. We'll start with 
the hip hop bard, you actually start with some specific boom connections. Um, you can go over that real quick for everybody. If you're looking at your character sheet, you have boom, bond, and identity connections. Mm -hmm. These are functionally like your non-combat skills. So boon connections are something that describes a skill set your character has. So like you could say, I was a carpenter, or like for bards, they're specifically called out where it says um, you can be musical tinkerer and stuff like that. A bond connection is your relation to another person or organization. So having that bond connection basically means that you can call on them at some point during the game. And then finally, you have identity connections, which describe something about yourself. They don't necessarily impact your skills, but they're kind of important because the more times you die in this game, you have a chance of losing them, losing yourself. Nathan. So we're doing a little accelerated character creation. So instead of doing the full 15, how about we start with just doing three boons, one bond, and three identities. Sounds great. So it looks like one of the boon connections is always going to be musical tinkerer, and one of the bond connections is going to be some kind of bardic college, society, troupe, whatever. Yep. Awesome. And so I assume musical tinkerer is just like, you fuck around with your own instrument, you build it, you take it apart, you have that ability. Right. Part of the background of the hip-hop bards is they were all mentally influenced by the neon energy, and so they've all personally built their own boombox. Oh, hell yeah. I'm thinking very, like, synth, like, bass, like, I'm envisioning this, like, boombox is kind of like a crazy, like, synth DJ board full of, like, lots of different options for, like, wires connecting different modules and, and shit like that. Okay. Um, let's see. And we'll say, let's go, like, bardic troupe. There's probably a group of, of, of a bards that perform together. Livy just running around with a group of bards, just being like, we're, we're an entourage. <laughs> <laughs> the truest form. <laughs> just a whole gaggle of like obnoxiously dressed DJs. I'm just envisioning your Oops All Kings. It, yes, my, it's a drag show. It's a drag, <laughs> drag show called Oops, Oops All Kings. <laughs> I am shamelessly ripping from a modern day uh, music mage character I have played a long time ago um, to, to make this character, so. Um, you said one bond, three boons, and three identity? Correct. Okay. So... Oh, man. So, like, what kind of skills do you want your character to have? And it can be anything now. Maybe this bard also likes to dabble in other kinds of art. Maybe they have a background where they came from a family of miners or something, and they ran away to pursue their passion in music. <laughs> I, you know, actually, I, you know what? I do like that. I like, um, I like the, you know, ran away to join the circus kind of vibe. Um, some kind of very serious industrial family. Um, 
is there um yeah sure why not why not miners so like mining family mm -hmm. um and we'll go something that he's really good at Oh, fuck it. Parkour. <laughs> attention. It. Let's do some fucking sick flips. Ran off to join the circus. It's like, yeah, I'm going to show off. Like, absolute show off. Hardcore parkour. Let's go. That's my boon. Hell yeah. I'm literally writing it down as hardcore parkour. I just need you all to know that. <laughs> okay. Sick, so then we sick just, flips. So we need three identity uh, connections. So these are basically... What defines your character? They don't have to be particularly deep. They could just be like, my bard has this awesome set of sunglasses, and that is what they are known for. <laughs> but it's something that like they consider part of their being. Just so fucking gaudy, constantly colored in jewelry, like just like the sparkliest motherfucker. There is no such thing as stealth. <laughs> I'm really excited for you to hear what I put together because I think we are basically the antithesis of each other. Oh, fuck. oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric, we already know we bicker very well as characters. It's so. true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we'll go very gaudy, always covered in jewelry. Um, we'll say social, always loves to have a crew around. And um, look, we got a color scheme. It's black, it's white, it's gold. Lots yeah. of everything, maximalism, but it's a color scheme. <laughs> Branding is important. It really is. Okay, so now let's pick some abilities for your hip hop bard. Uh, if you have the rule book in front of you, if you're at the hip hop bard section, you've got that first section that says tier one abilities. Mm -hmm. So we're going to pick three. Okay. Um, I want to take burst cylinder, which is AoE damage. Okay. And then. I want to take Pipe Cylinder, which buffs other people's armor and damage. Okay. If you're looking to go for like a more support role, you could do the Amp Up ability passive. Or if you want to be a little more aggressive, you could take Drop It. Drop It looks fun. I was thinking about it. <laughs> I'll take Drop It. Okay. So now we're going to scroll down to the tier two abilities, and you're going to pick one. Probably do. How many cylinders can I have going at one time? Base one. But if you Base take that one. track two passive, that'll let you load two. We're going to take that track two then. All right. Duet looks okay. cool, but it's also a little close to what Drop It does. All right. So um, we will distribute equipment as part of the game so i think all that's left is your bard needs a name 
Sixy. S I X X I. She they gotcha. pronouns. All right. Does that make All me right. up next? Yes, and it sounds like you might have already built your character. Um, as as MT was talking, I was filling in some gaps of things. So, sounds oh good. no, not I have some stuff together. Here. Oh no. <laughs> so, uh, which class did you pick? I am doing the sorcerer. Okay. So, neon sorcerers—they are probably the most in tune with neon energy. They're kind of the ones that discovered the neon realm in the first place and helped build all the portals that opened it up into the 11th realm. Uh, Neon Sorcerers, their core ability is focus. So you have a focus, which is a unique piece of equipment for your sorcerer that they use to cast with. And uh, you have two different focus abilities. Basically, when you deal damage on knee turns, you gain focus tokens. And then when you move or create terrain on on turns, you also create focus tokens. And so these okay. tokens, you can spend them to improve your abilities in a one-time use. So like, you can spend a token to increase the damage, increase the range, increase the amount of status it applies, increase the number of hexes or the number of targets it affects. Nice. And once we get closer to the combat, I can explain the neon system. Awesome. Yeah, there was a lot, there was a lot of that with the sorcerer. Yes. Yes, yeah, um, so I like, liked that their level of complexity was just a lot of choices. Yes, your sorcerer <laughs> is in tune with the neon, so as long as you act in tune with it, then you kind of get more energy and can improve your abilities that way. Awesome. So, just like the bard, we'll start with uh, three boons, one bond, and three identities. Yeah, so I... Um... I have my first boon that it comes with is Neon Research. Yes. I so can, and I can choose Realm Corruption Warding or Bestiary. Yep. What okay. subject are you an expert in? Um, I'm going to go with Corruption because that feels right. I'm going to go. I'm going to. Def I'm definitely taking like a. I want to say like I've got the stealthy uh, vibes going on. Used to breaking into the library at night to learn some. Books yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, um, and maybe it's helpful. I'll tell you my three identity things are that I'm just fucking gothy as all hell. Ah, okay. You're an emo sorcerer. <laughs> I have like, I'm just think of uh, Noel from Great British Bake Off and or the IT club, the IT crowd. Oh my god, that was my first thought. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, so jet, their their three identity things are that they've got jet black long hair, jet black long hair down to their shoulders. Uh, they have a long black trench coat that they wear, and then they have uh gothy makeup. So they've got like the eyeliner, black lipstick, um, gotcha. just like ex accessories everywhere. Um, so that's why like I'm like stealthy, like I'm good in the shadows because I'm already blending in because everything I'm wearing is black. <laughs> Um, and then I want to, I, I think I'm also going to be, my other skill will be that I'm, I can be convincing. Like I, I've got some good persuasion to me. Okay. Um, and then my bond, 
I want my bond to be like this little like study group from the library that's all just like it's it's the breakfast club lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's my collection of like that's like my little like much like MT has like their dancing troupe. I have this little nerd cluster uh that's like a what the jock oh wait, I think the brain the beauty the jock the rebel and and I'm the recluse incredible gotcha. I think I'm just gonna lean in and call it a circus troop lean into the hardcore parkour oh yeah 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 all right so now let's pick abilities for your sorcerer yeah so and feel free to tell me if there's like other ones that might be better based on just like the but what I was looking at was doing the neon bolt Mm-hmm. That's like uh, a bread and butter ability. Yeah, and look because there was like two or two things that like built upon that, and I was like, well, I should probably have that one then. Um, the freeze. Okay. Yep. And then the grease, the the grease move. Yes, that one's very fun. Uh, where I can basically just make a oil up one of the hexes to make people fall down. It's time to grease the orcs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and then uh, do you have a tier two ability picked out? The one I looked was looking at was the intangible bolt. Mm, okay. Whenever I use my ability, I can spend one focus token, and if I do, I don't require line of sight to the target. All right. So, last thing, does this sorcerer have a name? Yes. So, full disclosure, I saw uh, neon Na- neon mancy, and my brain filled in necromancy. <laughs> And so I had named them Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just going to roll with it. We're just going to stick with it. Their first name is Zom. Their last name is B. They use they, them pronouns. Gotcha. <laughs> and I think, that, I think that's all me. All right. Moving on to Val. I believe you're working with one of our pre-gens. The hey, Barbarian uh, yeah. Biker. Yeah, one of our uh, one of the first characters we made, although it's been updated since. Um, so, I went for boons. I went for biker um, level one d six. Um, animal husbandry. All right. Uh, and weightlifting. Nice. And for the bond connection, I'm connected to my biker gang, the Chrome Riders. Um, the Barbarian Bikers are like, well, as their name suggests, groups of bikers, uh, groups of barbarians who somehow got biker technology. Um, so, and living out in the uh, uh, the, the gas-filled plains. Um my identity stuff fundamental parts of my character um part of that is i am from the mcqueen family of bikers um they're a family of uh goat herders and i want to make my family proud <laughs> i was born in a caldera and blessed in, blessed with ample gasoline to uh, uh support my riding and the horns on my helmet are from the first first goat i raised and like ari uh, Spoiler, her name is Ari McQueen, and I imagine her as uh, a very strong lady uh, with short sleeves, uh, a ripped denim jacket, um, and this uh, helmet that has, like, ram's horns on it. Nice. Um, 
So abilities, because we're not doing equipment, right? Nope, not yet. Cool. Um, so I all bikers get the wild ride, which we can use our bikes to like in combat to get around and to hurt people. Um, whenever uh, I deal damage, I gain one momentum, which we'll talk about what that means when it comes to that. Um, and I have my own bike, which has its own uh, health value and speed value, which I can uh, ride around whenever I want. Um, for the tier one abilities, I picked Molotov. Okay. Uh, because fire. <laughs> um, I also picked Warcry, which... Warcry lets me refuel and remount uh, on my bike anytime I ascend, which is something we'll do quite a bit, so that sounds fun. And I went with Leather Hide, which just makes me naturally slightly more resistant to taking hits than if I didn't have it. Nice. Uh, for my Tier 2, I went with Ramming Speed, which this is what I was talking about, where if I hit someone with my bike... Um, ending my movement on their space, I can treat as if I rammed them and deal damage them. All right, so we're going with a bike focus build. Yes, this is a very like bike focus build. Um, I think that's all for mine. Does this uh, barbarian have a name? Uh, as I said, Ari McQueen. Ari, right, right, sorry. Uh, she, her. All right. And finally, Marshall. I believe that leaves you with the pain stealer. Pain stealer! Woo! Yes. yes. <laughs> so the pain stealers are like the uh, rough punks of the blood neon world. Their core ability is pain steal, which is whenever their friends or enemies near them take damage, they get pain tokens, and then they can spend those to improve their make their abilities more powerful. But you yes. also got to be careful because you have this ability feedback, which basically on the end of on turns, whatever pain tokens you haven't spent, you take damage. I noticed that, and that was a clarifying question. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> That'll definitely affect what I take. But I have, like, a general idea and also just kind of throwing ideas at the wall. So, yeah. Well, I guess first, uh, what are what connections should I be making? Uh, so you get two bonds from the Pain Stealer class. You can choose one of those, choose two of those listed, and then you're going to be also doing three boons, which are, like, skills that your Pain Stealer has. Got you. Uh, a thousand a thousand percent street urchins. We love a good street urchin. Um, very quick question, I guess, kind of a lore uh -huh. question. Who are the chargeless, and why do I already love them? Okay, yes. So part of the neon realm was uh, now that they've opened the portals to the neon realm, they have this new fancy currency called charge that they put on cards. So now people don't have to deal with these, you know, annoying metal coins, and they just have these little plastic cards. That they mm. fill up with charge. So the chargeless are people that uh, didn't have any money to start with, so they couldn't really convert it into charge. Okay, a thousand percent. Yeah, I'll do street urchins and the chargeless. 
and for boon or uh yeah three boon connections these are just again like skills things like my character would be kind of good at yep okay i'll go in a similar direction um because I have a vague-ish character backstory I'll get to once we get towards the end of the character creation. But yeah, um, my character is very handsy. She's had to do like do a lot and care for her family. So there's a lot of repairing the house, XYZ, that sort of thing. So I'll put carpentry okay. slash repair. Try not to steal all of Eric's spoons as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, I would say... Uh, Maybe not charismatic is the right word. It's like like very kind of catch-all, but uh, inspiring to some degree. Someone who's okay. had to uh, get groups of people together to achieve certain tasks. So yeah, yeah, we're good at organizing groups of people. Yeah, for you know, for for very very good reasons. Nothing nothing illegitimate or illegal whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> um. Then, this is kind of two head in my head. What's a uh, oh uh, the, the the peanut gallery wants to jump in? I'm uh, <laughs> I don't know. I have no set in stone idea for a third one. I'll take any recommendation. Maybe something like you're really good at scrabbling and like surviving on the streets, or you know, part of your background and being uh carpenter and good at fixing things it's like you're really good at finding stuff like okay. your family was always losing stuff yes sir. so you're good at tracking down you know lost items and things is a badass bitch got it got it got street it what? Hell yeah. <laughs> street smarts all right there we go that should be all set for the connections so just need uh three identities And these are people that I've personally connected with, right? Uh, so those were the street urchins and the charge list that you chose oh, okay. already. Oh, okay. These ones are going to be like stuff that defines your character. Okay. Like I need her to be wearing like a pair of black combat boots because I just feel like that's right. Yes, the, a thousand percent. That is the visual. <laughs> that's the Pinterest board. That's, that's essentially. <laughs> <laughs> that's a vibe. All right. What's the aesthetic, TM? <sighs> There's a lot of yes, but besides uh big ass combat boots to kick everybody's teeth in, um my character kind of grew up very mostly on the poor side. So she wears a lot of not necessarily re revealing but flexible clothing. So there's a thousand percent a pair of pants that have been ripped from the garbage that she said to cut and fit to her uh body as well as like a like a cut almost like crop top um not crop top but like a so something that's cut into that fashion because she's used to moving around a lot essentially and right. uh imagine if uh you know the recommended amount of grease or like a hair product that somebody puts in their hair and maybe like amplify that by three. Like <laughs> hair slicked back so much, it's pseudo Leah helmet. Incredible. <laughs> all all I'm can think of is fifth element. Well, the, not wrong. And her just like 
<laughs> slicked back. Okay, so now let's pick abilities. I'm going to start yes. with three tier one abilities. Perfect. Tier one. I have eyes on like one or two of them, so definitely, I definitely really like motivate. So taking motivate. Okay. Could also take like spread the pain. That's a very basic, you know, just damage dealing ability. Yes. Well, it also looks pretty cool. And then, um, there is one. Okay, yeah, one of the paint. I'm just trying to double up too much in the same area, but I think I do kind of like curse. Uh, I was going to say symphony, curse sympathy. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. So now you generate pain whenever your friends or you take status effects. Yes. Oh, does that count with the uh, status effects that we generate as well? Yes. So. As it's listed, uh, whenever any of you take damage, that generates pain for the pain stealer, or whenever enemies within range two of the pain stealer take damage. So now this also applies to status effects. <laughs> Perfect. And then I was eyeing up, is it? Yeah, Writhe for my tier two ability. So remove three pain tokens and target enemy is wasted. Sounds good. All right, and then what is this pain stealer's name? Uh, Harper Han, uh, Harper Khan. Human words. I can do these. <laughs> You're doing great. I try. Okay, so it sounds like we've got all our characters built. Are we ready to jump in? I'm Let's very ready. Yeah, I'm ready to deal mass amounts of damage to awful things that deserve to be punched. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so we start. You are all various. So in Blood Neon, we call the player characters stars. And instead of a GM, I'm the producer. So all of your stars have been summoned to Duke Elmwood's estate. You're all a bit on the, you know, you've kind of spent a lot of time partying and wasting all that charge you built up from past adventures. So now you need a new job. And we've heard talk that there's this duke who needs some uh, killing and beating done to earn some more money back so you can keep partying. So you come across, I guess, have you all uh, worked together before or this you're going to be your first meeting? I love the idea of at least Sixie and I have a very tenuous love hate relationship with oh, each we've other. Fully been on temporary <laughs> cruise before, and like <laughs> fully will like pick like know that we know we know how to work together, but we will one thousand percent pick at each other. Yeah, like if I walk in the room and I see see her, I'm like, oh god. But like <laughs> deep down, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good though. Like this is gonna be a good one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got to make sure you have plenty of funds on. And I don't know if we know what, uh, Marshall, what was your, what was your Harper? Harper, yeah. Harper and Ari. I don't know. I don't, I guess I'll leave that up to them. Do you, do you either of you feel like we, you would have known people? I feel like a passing familiarity, at least. Harper meets um, a lot of people in her day-to-day <laughs> life. So a thousand percent. Yes, I'm on this. <laughs> okay. 
So you all arrive by boat or you walked or maybe you probably rode your bike in. Um, you kind of generally assemble in the surrounding town from the Duke's estate. It sits atop a large outcropping towering above the rest of the village. It's it's pretty nice here. It looks like it's a fairly wealthy town. The Duke's probably invested a lot in it. And notably, there's, you know, much less of the neon infestation around here. They've they've done a good job keeping it at bay in this town. Is there anything you want to do or are you gonna head straight to the job? I feel like I would probably I feel like I would probably just head straight for the straight for the job. Yeah, I mean I think head straight for the job. I think if I see Zom outside, I might go like sidle up and walk in with them. <laughs> All right. You climb the winding roads up until you reach a gigantic wrought iron fence. It's got a, uh... sorry, I'm just trying to, I did not write my notes in a smart way. So every game running experience, absolutely. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Beforehand, yeah, so you're, you're like, oh, I did, it took all this time, it's going to make sense, I've got all this planning done, and then you're in the moment being like, where did I write it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you come across... You, you know, you get to the top of the hill, you see the Duke's palatial mansion surrounded by a big wrought iron fence, and you come to the, you know, front front gates emblazoned with a uh, cresting griffin, which you assume is the Duke's symbol for his family. There's a doorman out there who, upon seeing your rather uh, non-villager-looking appearances, opens the gate for you and directs you straight to the front doors. As you pass by, you notice there's, even for someone who's exceptionally wealthy, the Duke seems to be employing quite a lot of servants. There's tons of gardeners, people, you know, uh, tending to the ponies, multiple butlers welcome you in and guide you up to the top floor wherein you're escorted into a large solarium. The Duke Elmwood is sitting behind his beautiful mahogany desk and directs you to sit at four wonderfully cushioned and uh, cushioned chairs. But of course, for the barbarian biker and this uh, somewhat greasy-looking sorcerer, the butlers put down a couple of napkins before they have to sit. Oh, hell yeah. You know when they're rich, the money is going to be it. I think Sixty sit down in the chair just like sprawls as bisexually as possible. <laughs> but like, are, but are you sitting sideways? That's the real question. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. Holy. There's like one leg hooked up on an armchair, one leg like half tucked under them. Like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Ari definitely sits, uh, but does so in a way that moves the napkins as passive aggressively as she can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I, I feel like Zom would just walk up, see the napkins they put down and be like, I don't need these and just pick them up and toss them to the side <laughs> and then sit down. 
The butlers, you know, uh, have a little flinch and try to fix it, but then immediately sort of uh, give up as they see your imposing presence. The Duke doesn't even seem to notice as he's bent over his desk writing. <laughs> yeah, Harper sits down. As her butt hits the seat, it's just, un- it's uncomfortable because it is comfortable. Used to mm. not a life of luxury. And the entire time walking up to the keep, I'm just muttering about like, this is what, ri- this is how rich people live. People live on the charger. Duke continues writing for a moment until he finishes his letter and then looks up at you. He's almost dwarfed by all of the opulent things that he owns. He seems to be a shriveled and tiny man whittled away in this giant mansion of his. But he greets you warmly and says, uh, thank you. I've summoned you here because I have a very pressing matter that needs attending to, and I need your specific skills. You see, uh, there is some land that I have fairly purchased, and I intend to build a large shopping mall on the premises. But unfortunately, uh, it seems to be overrun with some of these neon creatures. If you will be so good as to travel to Monroe Town and exterminate this infestation, I am prepared to pay you the handsome sum of 10,000 credits. Ooh, money and a new mall. Count me in. <laughs> now, is that is that 10,000 each? 10,000 credits total. I will leave it up to you to distribute as you see fit. I look over at 60 and I'm just like, I mean, I'm obviously going to get more than you on this one. This feels more up my alley than yours. <laughs> oh, baby. I got to have something to spend at the mall after this is all done. Um, and do we, I guess, contextually, would we know what Neon Preacher means? Yes, especially you being a neon sorcerer. Mm. How do they You're like familiar with these uh, somewhat crystalline entities? They can take many different forms and have strange abilities. They come from another dimension, usually through these portals called bit miners, and they're uh, nasty creatures. They don't really seem to demonstrate any desire beyond, you know killing people and turning the land more like their neon dimension. Amazing. Okay. Just making sure like contextually, like this is a thing I would want to punch in the face or curl a be a blast at. So yes. Yeah. I am on board. People are especially wary of neon sorcerers because you kind of caused this whole problem, but also they're one of the main, you know, groups that is uh, set up to deal with it. Gotcha. Yeah, then I would look up and just be like, I mean, listen, it's just another Tuesday, as long as I get paid. Excellent. That is just the kind of attitude I was hoping for. Any charge is good charge, I suppose. Well, if you have no further questions, I have a bit of my armory that I am willing to part with to equip you on your way. Uh... Is the area corrupted itself, or is it just uh, dealing with a, d- dealing with like the, the beginnings of the invasion? 
You know, oh, like, I don't know. I don't really, uh, I'm a bit too important to deal, worry about these details. I'm sure if you ask some of the locals, they'll have that idea. Okay. Could certainly do recon. I think that makes the, uh, appreciate the loan of the armory, though. Yes, I expect those materials to be returned to me, or they'll be coming out of your pay. Oh, I take good care of my things. Don't worry. As well as like but returned, she... and do they have to be functional or just returned? <laughs> Minus any repair costs. Like, well, I'm obviously I don't. I have nothing, so I'm like, yeah, let's. Open up the chest. Let's see what you got. Yeah, I think Sixy's just grinning in a very not reassuring way. <laughs> <laughs> he gives a little frown of displeasure, but says, "Very well, uh, Chauncey will show you to the armory." So, assuming you follow the butler, he will bring you to a side area of the mansion. And provide you with a sets of armor for everyone and weapons. So I will detail those for you. Uh, they have two sets of leather armor, which is just your basic armor, provides one one defense. One set of iron armor, which provides two defense, but also reduces your movement by one. And one set of chrome armor. Just let me make sure I am getting the stats correct. So that provides one damage reduction, minus one speed, but it also reduces the duration of any status effects by one. I feel like Zom would just grant, like, I, I only need the let, like, I don't plan on being in proximity to getting hit. <laughs> this other stuff is for people. I, I look over at Ari and kind of eyeball you and eyeball the iron armor like maybe that works for you yeah i feel like you should take the sturdy stuff it matches your bike it's very nice yeah <laughs> i was just thinking about that um i could take either the chrome or the iron uh does that affect the bike's movement speed refresh nope. my memory okay any abilities or your bike that lists moving is unaffected by armor penalties. The only thing okay. that it affects is your basic movement. Uh, then I'll take the chrome or the iron, depending on whichever, if no one has preference on either. Uh, I might go iron. So maybe that works out. Yeah, I like to be able to move, so... I could do. I can make leather work. You know, it's not the usual <laughs> aesthetic, but we can we can accessorize. Chrome, it is. All right. Have y'all picked out armor? Yeah. Yep. All right. They also have a collection of weapons they're prepared to loan you. There is a dagger, an axe, a hammer, a blade, and a crossbow. So, the dagger, you can. Use it as a basic attack, or you can also throw it. So it's like a limited ammo range weapon. The axe gives your attacks drain, so it basically uh, causes bleeding. The hammer ignores two points of armor. The blade 
gives you a chance to dodge and or parry an attack the first time you're attacked a turn. And crossbow is a crossbow. It lets you uh, attack people at range, but kind of slow to reload. So, you know. So keep in mind, as part of your equipment set, you have your armor, and then you also have your left hand and your right hand thing. So the bard and the sorcerer already have one of their hands occupied with their casting implements, but for the rest of you, you can double up on weapons if you want. Okay. I think I'd like a blade or a dagger, just something to augment since I'm going to be since I focus, I get pretty up close since most of the stuff I do is AoE, so. Um, I can take the dagger if you want the blade. I'll never say no to more defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely, an obnoxious little rapier fighter. <laughs> I'm partial to the axe if no one has any preference on that. Yeah, go right ahead. Cool. I'll take the hammer. Hell yeah. Okay. Nobody wants the crossbow? That's either going to be uh, Harper or I, right? Yep. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because my hands are full. Same. All right, if you want to take it, I'm, I'm fine with it. Cool. All right. And then finally, they have a collection of consumables. They've got three glow sticks, Sunset, Night Sky, and Funky. Um, the Sunset glow stick, so these consumables, you apply them to your weapon at the beginning of combat, and they last the whole combat. Um, the Sunset glow stick will convert your weapon damage to explosion damage and also apply wasted. The Night Sky will convert your weapon damage to cool and apply chilled. And the funky glow stick will change your weapon damage to beat and apply jonesing. So these are one-use items. You can distribute as you want. And they also have a burst grenade, which is a grenade that you throw that applies wasted to enemies in an AoE. Hmm. I am immediately eyeballing the grenade. <laughs> actually i'm sorry it's not an aoe it's just one enemy but it is a pretty high status effect because i feel like the other ones are more about like getting up like up close to things and my intent is to not be up close to anything if i can help it go for it take it be destructive <laughs> You know it's to be true in your soul. Does uh question the repeating beatbox does beat damage, right? Correct. The first cool. Um, yeah. I'll I'm, take one of the glow sticks. Same. I think I'm fine with any of them, honestly. I have no real preference. Um I already do beat stuff and can chill things, so I'll take the subset one. I'll grab Night Sky. Why not? And then I think that leaves Funky for our friend Ari. Sure, that's fine. All right. 
once you've uh you know suited up all your gear the butler's hurriedly ushered you out you're kicked a little unceremoniously out the front door and left to your own devices <laughs> so rude all the money and all the power hey have money means they pay money so i will take it Long sigh. Long begrettingly, you are right, but I'm still <laughs> upset, sigh. <laughs> so, it looks like we maybe have some recon to do. Shall we go talk to people? Tom's like, I mean, it's annoying they didn't actually do any of their own recon, but I suppose when you have that much money, you can't be bothered with simple things. Like, relevant information that will help us get things done faster. Or also wiping your ass. <laughs> Talking like a normal person. <laughs> Do we know anything about Monroe Town? Uh, I don't think so, unless you have a relevant boon or bonds that you could try to think of something. Hmm. Other than that, it's just kind of one of the many villages that exist around the land. Ari doesn't know anything. <laughs> do they do any mi- <laughs> do they do any mining in Monroe Town? Uh you could certainly try and roll and see if that's a I would love to do that. Roll, yeah. roll, roll, roll. Let's do it. Alright, so what's gonna happen is you're gonna be rolling a D6. If you get D6. a four or higher, that's a success. Nope. <laughs> the exact opposite. Okay, so no. As far as you can tell, Monroe Town doesn't have a history of mining. Cool. <laughs> um, just making a mental note to Harper is just like Monroe Town exists? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, presumably at some point there was a Monroe. Uh, mm. Presumably. I don't know if my circus troupe ever traveled there. That is also something you could try. Is Bond also a D6? Yep. Yeah, all your all your connections start at level one, which is a D6. Seriously, come on, Dice. Be nice. <laughs> Got a three. <laughs> as far as as far as you all can tell, just talking amongst yourselves, Monroe Town is uh, a nobody place that there's no reason anyone would go there. Hmm. Well, there will be when there's the mall. Soon everybody will know about Monroe Town. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's our job to make Monroe Town someplace actually cool. As you're well, uh, milling about, one of the gardeners looks up from his work and shuffles over to you trying to seem, you know, trying to avoid the eyes of his other workers and maybe the uh, butlers who probably, you know, report on his actions. Uh, ex- excuse me, good sirs and ma'am. Uh, do, do, you wouldn't happen to be heading to Monroe Town, would you? Well, it's certainly the plan. I look <laughs> over, I'm like, why? What do you know about Monroe Town? <laughs> oh, um, I used to live there, but uh, we were pulled away uh thanks to employment from the duke but uh 
I, I'm very worried. Uh, I believe that many people did not evacuate when the neon monsters came. If I don't really have anything to offer, but if you could look for survivors when you're there, that would be, we would all appreciate that. I mean, we can certainly, we can certainly see if there's anybody still alive. I plan on murdering as many bad things as I can. Um, can you tell us anything useful about anything else that's gone on in the town? Uh, I, I'm not sure what there is to tell. Uh, it was kind of a basic village. We've all been living there for quite some time. Uh, most of us had already moved away to work at the Duke's mansion, but there was a uh, stubborn contingent that were dead set on you know, staying in their hometown. Uh, that's what we all thought was going to happen until that neon attack happened. Interesting. I mean, if there's anything else, like anything else that'd be useful to ask about. We can certainly keep our eyes out. Um, am I able to tell if he's like holding anything back? Um, you do you have a boon that you could roll for it? I mean, other than like I, other than convince, like trying to convince him to tell me more information. Sure, but, go no. for it. Okay, so D six. You, you know, yeah, you could try and you know convince him to, uh, you know, please, you know, I'm here to help you. Please, please trust me and tell me everything you know. Okay. Um. What? Tell me your life secrets, can sir. <laughs> uh, uh, I got a five. All right. So you kind of reassure him that you're here to help, and you're not just uh, you know, you're not the usual mercenary who's just there to take names and get his pay. Um, he elaborates a bit, you know, and details that most of the servants here are from Monroe Town and have been, uh voluntarily or less than voluntarily kind of pushed out with uh, promises of good pay at the Duke's estate, or some of them were maybe a little more extorted. He also, you know, tells you the very, you know, the general layout of the town so that maybe when you get there, it might be a bit easier to uh, navigate. Okay. All right. Are we? Is there anything else that we need to know? I kind of love. I'm like saying this like the rest of our group. Like I, I feel like that's everything I need. There's one very important piece of information, and I put both hands on the butler's shoulders. Is there anybody named Monroe who lives there? <laughs> this is pivotal information I need. Uh, yes, I'm. Fairly certain, uh, just a sec. There was uh, a certain William Monroe, I believe he was the mayor. I just he like was... whiplash turned my head around to everybody. There is a Monroe! He was uh, not accounted for with the evacuees. Mm, mm, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, to be fair, if I got to name a town after myself, it'd be hard-pressed to leave. True. 
right. I I feel good to start heading off. Let's do it. I'll sit here. All right. You head out from the town towards the direction of Monroe Town, and uh, it's it's pretty pleasant, all things considered. There's cobblestone path, nice forest, but as you start heading further and further out, things get start getting a little weird. You're seeing lots of maybe very tiny crystal formations every so often in the horizon over towards Monroe Town. You see a uh, the sun doesn't look quite right. It seems to be much more deep orange setting into a purple sky. Keep traveling forward until eventually the cobblestone path breaks apart and you see a large makeshift wall that's been built around Monroe Town. As you gaze a little closer, you see that there are some breaks in the wall with some neon monsters mulling about. Even worse, you see a bit liner. If you want to make sure, it seems like this break in the wall is their beginning of uh, to break, invade into the further countryside. So I think you're going to have to take it out. All right. So combat in Blood Neon. So how it works in Blood Neon is for a round, the stars always go first and use popcorn initiative. Are any of you familiar with that? Or should we just kind of go in whatever order we feel like, just pop it around? Right. So. Decide who goes first, that person takes their turn, and then they'll nominate the next player to take their turn. And then once you've all taken your turn, the enemies act. Okay. So, the only thing about... uh, Actually, we'll start. So, stars have a base movement of five. If you look on your character sheet, you also start at momentum five. So, momentum is your HP. If you take damage, it drops... And then when you kill enemies, they'll also drop a momentum. And if you pick that up, you absorb it. So if you walk over it, you immediately absorb it. And that adds to your momentum. Nice. Once you're at 10 plus momentum, as a free action, you can ascend. And what that does is we'll drop your momentum back down to five, no matter how much you have. And you'll increase your attack die by one. So you all start at D4. But once you ascend, that'll get you up to D6 and so on. Oh, nice. And the die you use is preserved through this whole adventure. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, so let me just make sure I get the rules right for my own game. So I'm Right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> A very, very foreign concept. <laughs> so on your turn, you get two actions. You can Move and you can repeat these if you want. So you can move up to your speed value, which is five minus your armor penalty. You can attack with equipped weapon. You can use a consumable. You can swap out your equipment, which I don't think anybody has enough equipment that they need to swap. So we probably won't do that. You can use one of your abilities, or you can do a more general, like interact with the environment. Thing, like opening or closing doors or pushing stuff or activating devices. You also, once you use those two actions, can do a rush. So what rushing is, is you're going to roll a d6, and if you roll higher than the number of actions you've already done, you get a bonus action. So to start, as long as you roll above a 2, you get a bonus action. After that one, if you rush again, as long as you roll above a 3, you get another action. And you can do that as much as you want. You just can't bank them. 
So you got to make the decision of like, oh, can I run in there, kill this guy and run out? Or mm. am I going to play a little more conservatively? I like and it. then the final cool. thing, if you'll, I hope you can see the big on token that's on the map. Um, yes. Okay, good. I was afraid if it wasn't on the hexes, it wouldn't show up. <laughs> um, rounds in Blood Neon are broken into knee and on turns. When it's, so we're starting on on. On the on turn, you can only activate abilities that are listed as an on ability. Some of them might have both, which means you can activate it on either type, but otherwise you can only activate an ability on its corresponding turn. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so then, I, I have like a D only ability, so. Right. And so the final thing to note, all of the enemies act deterministically. They have a program set of behavior that they're going to perform on the knee and on turns. Questions about terrain and what they look like? Mm-hmm. Just Yes. So this is uh, just a very basic map. The big metal-looking things, hexes, are walls. Everything else is just to look cool. Rad. Thank you. All right. Oh, and then, sorry, a bit... Big thing, part of Blood Neon. So that big, uh, like, crystal that you're all starting around, that's your Neon Infuser. If at any point you get dropped to zero momentum, you die, and then you come back next to the Neon Infuser. Every time you die, you get, if you can see on your uh, character sheet, a tick of Neon Seepage. If you hit three ticks of Neon Seepage, one of your identity connections goes away. And actually, it doesn't have to be an identity. You could also choose to lose a boon or a bond. But basically, y'all are uh, these neon-powered super mercenaries, and the more, every time you come back, they just pump your body full of neon, and that kind of gets you back up. But uh, things start getting a little weird when that keeps happening. And then... So this will be the Atomic Shock uh, expansion stuff. Every time you die, you get a Neon Infusion. And this is like a meta currency that you keep with you, and you can use it for uh, some various effects. So it doesn't spend anything, to sp or it doesn't cost any action to spend a Neon Infusion, but you can use them to get a free rush, roll an extra die on your attack, and then use the highest roll. And then for each of the classes, they have a specific effect. For barbarians, they can refill the fuel on your bike. For neon sorcerers, give you five focus tokens. For hip-hop bards, immediately trigger all of your loaded cylinders. And for pain stealers, it'll give you five pain tokens. So big information jump to start out with, but I hope that all kind of makes sense and we'll learn as we go. Yeah. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Time to fuck shit up and get fucked up. Yes. <laughs> so, who would like to go first? I volunteer Erica's tribute. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with that. Okay, um, so I'm looking at this map over here. I, it looks like I'm... Uh, and actually, just, just for narration purposes, so it looks like there's, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven little enemies and then are those three big enemies at the top yes so okay. uh yeah we can go through them so uh on the top right that big pyramid looking guy is called an eldav uh not sure what it does but we'll figure that out soon in the middle is a bit miner which is a portal that keeps spawning new enemies mm. on the left is a rager which is just a uh big nasty enemy the on the right middle You've got two minions, which are called uh, Barbarian Dregs. These are some barbarian bikers that got a little too much neon, and now they've been reduced to these kind of zombie-like creatures. On the left, you have some Sorcerer Dregs, which is the same deal. Uh, this guy right here is a bomber. He's uh, a big bundle of unstable neon. You might be able to guess what he does. <laughs> and then these two little guys are called Bites, and they are the basic Neon Minion. Okay. Um, so I think I'm going to start. I'm going to do my, I'm going to move. We'll go here. And then I, I want to So it's use... an on turn, so your movement gives you one focus token. Ooh, good to know. Okay, focus. One. I'm going to use my freeze ability. And so I want to freeze this dude who's okay. nearby me. And do I roll for abilities or does this happen? Uh, I believe the freeze ability that just says apply what? Chilled? Yeah, chilled too. Yep, so that just happens. You don't have to roll for it. All right, so this dude is chilled, and what that does is it means it reduces his max movement speed. That's your two free actions, so now you can start rolling to try and get some bonus ones. Yeah, fuck it, why not? Let's rush. Um, let's try Savan this, so we're gonna rush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I roll my d6. I got a four. Bonus rush. Let's go. Uh, so I'm feeling that rush, and I'm gonna grease this spot. Okay. I mean, and then I feel like I should, and I mean, as long as I can, I feel like I should keep rushing, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and just so we're clear on what Slick Terrain does, uh, Slick Terrain is whenever something moves through it, it moves through all the select Slick Terrain hexes until it lands on one that isn't Slick. Oh, I like that. Okay, cool. I'm going to rush. Um, and then also remember, since you used an ability that modified terrain on an on turn, you also got another focus token. Beautiful. Um, okay, so it looks like four. I rushed successfully. Yep. I would like to make this greased up. Okay. <laughs> with the so intent now... that if it moves, it will slick into the other one. Okay, so now... Also, something to think. Your other teammates are going to be going first. If you give some slick terrain in front of them, that lets them move way farther. And you have those focus tokens that you can affect more than one hex. Mm, okay. Don't have yeah. to. You can save your focus tokens for another turn, but just want to make sure you know all your options. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I think for right now, like, I'll just do that little line. That way, like, 
Because if everyone else goes first ahead of me, they can still hit other things without crossing that like little slick path. Okay, so you're going to um, be right here? Yeah, and it'll be funny okay. to me if the one... I mean, I know that there's like another hex to the other side that he could also go around, but... Okay. Who would you like to go next? Um, I will kick it over... I'll kick it over to our biker barbarian. Okay. Um, let's fucking go. So, <laughs> uh, Ari is uh, seeing her fallen comrades. She feels this kind of like disgust in her, uh, like for people who she, she sees as weaker than her, uh, who gave in, uh, uh, other kindred who've abandoned the way of the bike. And uh, she rushes the closest one, which is up on the wall right there. And uh, she is going to start... Uh, that's her movement. That's one action. She's going mm -hmm. to relentlessly wail on it with her axe. Um, All right. Which is an ascension die worth of damage, right? Correct. And it does drain as well. Yes. So should be on 1d4 right now. Yes. Um, it's been a while since I've done the rolling formula. Uh, there is a little die thing on the left, so I think you can just automatically roll. Oh, or you can you can also do slash roll d6, and it'll mm. or d4, whatever your d whatever dice you're doing. I think we all have d4 damage dice to start. That's a four, so that's four right. damage going in. That's um, four. That minion is toast. Okay, so that minion's down. That minion is down. Great. And they um, drop some momentum where they died. Yes, I am going to rush through it. Um, or I'm going to try to, at least. So I'm rolling a d6 to rush. I can rush. Um, so rushing through the momentum, how much momentum do I gain? Two. Two. Great. Seven of ten. It can go higher than 10, but at 10, cool stuff happens. Um, and I guess with... Uh, I'm going to run right into that bite there, the little basic minion guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to roll another. I cannot keep rushing. All but right. Sucks. That ends your turn. Uh, I'm going to throw it to Harper. Oh, no. Decisions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, before I decide where the heck I want to move, the one quick question I have is a lot for my blah, 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 specific ability here. Uh, for pain pain yeah, for pain steal. Does the range of my allies matter, or whenever it happens, I just get pain tokens? Whenever your allies or you take damage, you get pain tokens. Whenever an enemy within two hexes of you takes damage, you get pain tokens. Got you. So your uh, allies, no range. They can go as far away as they want. They'll still get pain from them. Mm -hmm. I can still hear Eric's or Zom's bones being crushed from like 50 feet away. Got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> okay. I know I have minus one speed because of my armor, so I'm going to go one, two, three. Oh, why not? I'm going to move. Yeah, that's, that's still four hexes no matter what I do it. Okay. And I'm going to double check. I'm not sure there's not much I can do at range right now. I'm just going to double check. 
Yeah. Uh, ah, screw it, why not? It's combat. I will apply the uh, glow stick I got earlier. So Which one was that? It is. I'm double checking it. I believe it's the night sky one. Okay, so that makes your damage, your weapon damage cool, and it applies chill to enemies. Alrighty. Ah! And that lasts until the end of this combat. That's good. What does chill do specifically for them? Uh, Same thing as uh, what your friend the sorcerer applied. It reduces their maximum speed. Okay, cool. Um, eh, what? There's, there's no point not to rush. Screw it. That is a rush. I can't do formula correct. <laughs> Can I just do one? Uh, ah! Yeah. There you go. There you go. I take it. All right. Uh, I'll do. Yeah, why not? I'll just get into the thick of it. So I'll move four again. Uh. I'll move here for three. And then, it, again, question mark. I mean, can you hit the thing? Oh. Yeah. I have to roll to see if I can get another rush. So that's, yeah, I took three. That's three. So I need to roll higher than three. So four is good. Uh, I'll, I'll try, I'll try a smack. <laughs> so I have hammer. And this is also a D4, correct? Yep. Everyone starts at D4. LeBanc. That minion is toast. It drops to momentum on the ground. Sweet momentum. Uh, I'll call it right there. I'm not going to try to... I don't want to try to... I don't want to get close to the thing that might blow up in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why you don't want to go near the thing that, that Adam described as an explosion. I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> I mean, uh, I like you pain. also... You also dealt some damage to a minion adjacent to you, so you get a pain token. I love it. Uh, I could track it here. Ooh. All right. Okay. That leaves our bard. That leaves our bard. Um, I think oh, I'm going to go help out our pain stealer over here. Um, For my hype cylinder, can I also apply to myself? Yes. Hell yeah. So I start with one cylinder loaded, right? Correct. You still have to use an action to start up your... Your boombox. Okay. Um, so... Or your DJ table in your case. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, yeah, it's it's a whole nightmare of, like, a boombox with a DJ table on top. Some, like, truly, like, buttons and wires everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to move one, two, three, four, five. Let me one, two, three, four, five. Is there anything I need to actually move the character? Uh, I think if you can click and drag him. If you click on the select button, the arrow on the left. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I had the wrong thing. Thank you. Yeah, you were doing the ruler, and I was like, that makes sense. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to move. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so that's one of my actions. Um, 
I want to turn my repeating boombox on. It's your second action. And uh, then, you said you have your hype cylinder. Yes. And I so would like to give that to myself and Harper. That's plus one damage in armor. Um, and then I'm going to roll to rush. Wow, the dice are not my friend today. Oh, oh no, no. You oh, did no. not feel the rush. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess that's it. Okay. I'll load the next cylinder next time. All right, it's the enemy's turn. So we'll start off here. This little bite. On the on turn, he moves. So he's already adjacent to you, so he's going to stay where he is. The biker drag. Oh, he's got leap. Okay, so. So he's going to move one, two, four, adjacent to you. That's rude. Eric, what was about staying outside the line of fire? You mentioned like, so eloquently at the top <laughs> of the show. <laughs> It's fine. On the next turn, I can actually do damage, so. The Eldav is going to see this sorcerer in line of sight and apply a mark to it. That's a fun symbol for that. There we go. God, oh, wait, that, that, the, big, the big thing up at the top? Yep. You see oh. it focus its eye on you, and you feel uh, like it's aiming. I flip it off, and <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> And so first thing, this bomber is going to explode. Deals 2d6 explosion range 2. <laughs> was really hoping I was going to be able to use drop it and Rush was not my friend. <laughs> so you both take 8 damage. Reduced by armor, right? Correct. Cool, I just die. <laughs> Six damage is enough to take me out. Yeah. I I forgot my iron armor value, but I think that's might be max. I don't know. I think yours was you had the chrome, right? I had the iron. Iron was minus two? Or or one. I don't remember. Iron is minus two. And you have an additional minus one from me. So you are alive. Duh. Barely. Uh, <laughs> Glad uh, I put the cylinder in there. Are you no. alive? That's still five damage, isn't it? No, it's still oh. five damage. Oh, no. damn it. Just blow okay. off the board. <laughs> so, both of you get some neon seepage. You can, you respawn at your, you also get a neon infusion, which you can use in future turns. What is the process of respawning? In, like, not as a mechanic, like, in the game, is it painful is it delightful does it make uh, me want to wish i was dead maybe a little bit of all of that it's certainly an experience a range resistance <laughs> got it got it got it your got body it. is linked to this big scary machine invented by uh, neon sorcerers and it uh sort of like 
rips your body through the neon dimension, pull, pumping it full of neon, which literally brings you back to life. So uh, your call of being brought back from the dead feels good or not. <laughs> I always imagined it required a pretty good credit score, too. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as stars, like, you're special mercenaries, and you get kind of a good um, deal on some, like, frequent flyer miles with this, but normal people don't really get the uh, the privilege of getting a neon infusion. I just, I just whisper in my breath, like, it's all about the benefits, it's all about the sweet benefits, I can do this as many as I need them! Oh, yeah, no. Sixty's full, like, yeehaw, coming out of the infuser. <laughs> like, let's go. Okay, now it's now we're fighting. I look I look over at Sixty, like, already? <laughs> hey, Shrug. This uh, sorcerer drag is going to move here and then apply a mark to the bard. Rude. Also seems like it's aiming to do something. Um, let's move to our elites. Eldav did its option. Quick question Ranger. about board state. Sorry. Yep. Um, so the bomber just went off. Does that take out the bit bite that's right next to it? It does. Are, okay. Oh, I'm putting auras on these guys when they die. Is that showing up for you? That no. is no. Nope. Absolutely uh, not. Dang it. <laughs> the more you know. Oh. Why is it by default you can't see them? Because roll 20 is rude. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right. Is it showing up for you now? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, good. There we go. So they're dead and there's momentum there to be picked up. Yep. Cool. Sure I thought I was being all clever, having everything prepped ahead of time. <laughs> Silly me trusting great. roll 20. <laughs> all right. This rager is going to start moving. Here. He's a big wildebeest rhino looking creature. He's going to start charging. And finally, this bit miner, all the neon energy in it sizzles and it spawns a bite. He's going to make his turn. For a second, I thought right. the bit miner was going to move, and I got very scared that this thing could move around. <laughs> All right. So that is a full round. We're switching to knee now. And it is your go. You don't have to do the same turn order. You can uh, do it out however you want. I say, since 60, since you went last last time, do you want to either pick somebody or go first? Uh, I'll go first. I think this is mostly going to be... Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to take my first action. I'm going to load my burst cylinder. Okay, so you got both of them locked in now. Yeah, and they're both playing. And they that playing triggers at the end of the turn, right? Correct. Okay, so I got both those cylinders locked in. And uh, for your uh, hype cylinder... Um, that that persists throughout everything. The the effect of triggering at the end of the turn means you can change who it's applied to. Okay, cool. Um, I'm keeping that on us because there's something big and angry coming our way. <laughs> uh, and I want to keep that burst cylinder in. 
Sorry, I'm reminding myself what else I can do on a turn. Yep. You can move, you can attack, you can use an ability. You can use a consumable. And how does attacking with a weapon do when the weapon's ability is parry? Is that just a defensive weapon? Nope. If you roll, when you attack with the weapon, you use your attack die. So it's still D4. Cool. Um, I want to stab this thing in front of me. I imagine I probably have to move and be next to it then, though. Yep. Cool. So. I'm Enemies going... don't have, like, attacks of opportunity or anything. So if you want to, like, move up here to get your full move action and then attack it. Oh, D4. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to move here. That's two actions, so I would need to rush to attack, right? Nope. Uh, oh, right, because you loaded Because I, I loaded cylinder. a cylinder. Correct. So you will need to rush if you want to attack. I swear to God, D6. Thank you. That's more than a two! <laughs> <laughs> it happened! I'm going to stab this bad thing with, like, the least functional-looking sword you've ever seen. Like, why is the handle so ornate? How is that going to even hold up? And then I roll a d4, which is my attack die. Mm -hmm. Four. Plus one damage, because I'm hype. That's a dead minion. Hell yeah. Um, And then I'd like to rush to try to move and pick up that momentum. Absolutely. Oh, that'll do it. Nope. Did it roll? Okay, there it is. Sorry, it took forever. That won't do it. <laughs> Dice, not my friends roll. today. Yeah, really rude. <laughs> so now if you if you move but you don't spend the entirety of your move, can you spend the like do the rest of it after another action, or does that count as a new action then? That's a new action. Okay. I assume, but I was just being the rules nerd where I'm like, is that I appreciate a it. Thank you. Can I find a loophole? The more you know. Well, that's my turn. All right. Who's up next? Uh, Who wants to be up next? I can't because I can actually hit things this time. Go, Eric. Give him the power. All right. I'm going to start by using my uh, Neon Bolt. And I would like to hit the little asshole that's standing right in front of me. Yep. So I just roll my damage dice. Correct. Amazing. Two damage. Some little zombie body falls apart. I love that. I love that for him. I love that for me. Um, and then I'm gonna go one, two. Three, four, and I walk through where the momentum is. Okay, so get two momentum. Beautiful. Um, interesting. Seven. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna rush. I'm successful, and I would like to one, two, three. I want to blast at the giant thing that's currently targeting me. Okay. Oh, also remember, you did damage on an E-turn, so you have another focus token. Beautiful. Can I expend, like, all of my focus at once if I wanted to? Correct. There is no uh, limit on how much you can spend. Beautiful. I love those words. I, I'm i going to spend my three... I have three focus tokens right now. 
I want to hit the big thing and I'm going to expend all three of them. Okay. Or Are, what effect are you getting? I assume more damage. Oh yeah, I'm doing the the neon bolt. Right, but when you spend your focus tokens, you can do Oh, yeah, yeah, 3. I'm doing plus 3 damage. Okay. Uh so a total of 5 damage to the big thing. Okay. That has one armor, so it takes four damage. And then I could I'll rush again. Or that's Yep. Okay, I'm good. I will I will blast it again. Okay. Uh like part of me wants to blast the little guy, but I think Ari will be able to take it out. So I'm gonna blast the big guy. Your damage or more damage, Look at those maximized rolls. It's still standing, but it's not looking too good. I mean, I'll rush one more time if I can. There's I no reason not to. Higher. <laughs> yes, look at him go. Oh my god! All right, uh, doing the blast again. I'm blaming you for taking all the high rolls. <laughs> There it is. One. One damage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I've got... I could... Can we do it one more time? Can we rush one last time? No. No, I cannot. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, your two focus tokens, because you're dealing damage on a knee turn. Oh, yep, yep, yep. All right. Painstealer uh, or Barb, who's next? I will... I'll kick it over to Harper. Go go fuck some shit up. Alrighty. I have one clarifying question yet again, because why not? It's a theme at this point. When mm-hmm. 69 we technically we took damage when we got absolutely Correct. eviscerated, so those are pain tokens that I could use. Correct. You have two pain tokens or three at this point, you should have. Yeah, that's yeah. I had one from last time and then two and we uh <clears throat> you know disappeared for a little bit. All right, I am, I am four, so let's do one, two, three, four. I'm fine with leaving the momentum. I would like to, we are on a knee turn, so I can use Wrythe. So I can remove three of my pain tokens, aka all of them, and a target gets wasted, has a range of five, and big chunky wongy is definitely in range. So, all right. Nice. All right, so you're applying wasted three to it? Wasted three, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because I got rid of three pain tokens. All right. right. That that gives them minus three armor. And just for everyone's reference, armor can go negative, which increases the amount of damage you take. Oh, hell yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, question, how many hexes is the big boy on? Uh, They occupy these four. Oh, yes, they are within two of me. Love that. <laughs> I did the math right. <laughs> I believe that was two of your actions, so would you like to rush? Why, why not? Let's let's see what we can do. Alright, let's do 1d6. That's a 5. Okay. I've gotten rid of all... Like, mm, I might... Eh. I've gotten rid of... My main objective was to get rid of the pain tokens, because I don't want to take damage at the start. Is uh, is the feedback at the start of the on turn that happens at to At the me? end of the on turn. Oh, okay, so anything that happens this turn going into next turn, at the end of next turn, I'll just go owie owie. So, okay. Yep. 
Um, hmm. I mean, I think I just want to. Mm, do I really want to move again? Do I really want to? I weakened this thing. Why not? I'm just going to. I'll move up. <laughs> you can take the momentum if you want. I'm not going to say no as I uh, charge the giant thing in the face. So I'll I'll move one to the right to get the momentum. And then, yeah, I'll move one, two for three speed. <laughs> and yeah. So get plus what? two momentum. All right. So I go from five to seven. All right. And I will attempt to rush again. Gods be with me. That's the <laughs> opposite of what I wanted to see. <laughs> I'll, all right, I am all spent, so I'm going to kick it over to Ari. Okay, um, well, starting off, I've got the bite in my face. Um, I am, for the reference, still on my bike, by the way, uh, just for yeah. people's mind's eye. Um, this isn't going to matter in one second. So, um, first off, I'm going to pick up the little fucker and that's right. Language is language fine on this show. Oh yeah. You oh. can fucking swear. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> what uh, the I'm fuck? Gonna... <laughs> I am going to pick up the little bastard and I am going to crush him uh, on the ground underneath the boot of my, uh, underneath the wheel of my car. Hopefully um, dealing my uh, attack die. Um, this is with my ax technically um, okay. but for flavor. Um that's three. That's a dead minion. Yes. And oh, yeah. I am going to then activate my ramming. Uh, what's what's the ability called technically? Ramming speed. Yes, I was right. Um, and I'm going to pass over that momentum and drive straight into the Eldav that <laughs> Zombie has been fighting and uh, hopefully deal ramming speed damage to it. Got it. Um, so basically, I deal my attack die worth of damage to the thing I just hit with my bike. Yep. That's four damage. Nice. You careen into it as you jump jump off your bike, driving it directly into the LDAV, and it collapses. You hear me in the background scream, I had that under control! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna take care of that! And I believe you... dismounting automatically ends your turn. You leave... You you did literally uh, uh, loosen it up for me. Yes, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> All right, enemy's turn. So this rager is gonna scooch on down so it can attack both of you. Rude. But on Incredible. the new turn, it only attacks one person, so it's going to attack the bard, which gave it this nasty, just nasty weakness. I didn't do anything to it! I'm the problem, it's me! I'm the one you want! <laughs> Alright, if you want to, then. Oof. Hey, glad you took that momentum. Thank <laughs> So, uh, armor's negative two, so that's five, which would have killed me. Alright, I'm at two. I, ga- I, 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 I gain from my own pain. Oh, you do gain some pain. And then this little bit or bite is going to keep trying to get back into the fight. Bitmire does nothing. It's charging up. All right. Back to the on turn. Um, So my first cylinder triggers. Oh, okay. So, because that was the end of a neon turn. 
So yep. ideal attack dice, AOE damage. Okay. So I will roll my D4 and I get a plus one because my hype cylinder. So that's three damage. Okay, three. Plus it's three negative three armor, so it takes six damage. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Top of the turn order. Who wants to go first? Uh, board state clarification. Is the Eldav dead? It is. Okay. Um, like, I'm happy to jump in and go. Go for oh, it. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. One, two, three. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to go one, two, three, four. Boop, I'm stealing your momentum. <laughs> That's right. fair. I was actually going to offer. So <laughs> I'm like, I did all the work on this. <laughs> Eldavs are elite enemies, so that gives you five momentum. Ooh. Ooh, that puts me at 12. That means cool shit happens. Yes, you can ascend. That does not cost an action. I, I would like to fucking ascend right now. All right, so that's going to reset your momentum back down to five, but now you're rolling d6s. Absolutely. Um, all right. So that was one action. I can't shoot my bolt because that's... All I can do is, like, freeze, but I, I don't think I have... I can't do anything on the other side where all the mess is. I will. I'm gonna use my second action. Will be running up on this, this bit thing, the bit portal thing, and then I will try to smack it with my dagger. Okay. <laughs> just going out a whole ass portal with a dagger. Just like boom, just stab it right on the side. That um, is your third action, so you're gonna need to rush to do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Six. I did nice. it. Um, and then the dagger is a D. Uh, oh, I can. Oh, it's. I hit it with the attack it, die. Yep. So D6. Okay. okay. Cool. Well, D6. Two damage. Oh. It has one armor, so it takes one damage. Once you hit it, a bunch of alarms go off. It starts going. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> You see me like arms are like, I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit. <laughs> and two bombers immediately jump out of the portal. Oh shit. <laughs> um I would like to rush one more time. Mm-hmm. I am unsuccessful in my attempt to rush. And try there to run the fuck away. Goes a hero. Oh no. <laughs> you know, we do our best, okay? Uh I will pop it to 60. Okay. Um, for movement, I do we have to move around spaces with enemies in it? Yeah, enemies block movement. Okay. So I can't really go forward right now. I guess unless I wind around. Can I move through the space that Harper's in? Uh, you can't both occupy the same space, but you can move through your allies if you want. Okay. So one, two. Um, I'm going to pick up 
some of this momentum. Go for it. These two. Only, you, you, I mean, you are at two. I am not at two. I would like to leave some of that for you. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what opportunities life brings us. That's fair. So I'll go <laughs> one, two, three. Okay, I'm going to leave that back corner one for you, and I'm going to take these two. All right, that's perfect. Okay, so one, two, three, four. Um, and then I'm going to go five. So I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five. So get so, four momentum. Four momentum. So that brings me up to nine. Um, so that was my first action. I am going to switch out my burst cylinder for my drop it cylinder as my second Don't you, action. Didn't you take the passive that lets you have two? Oh, I'm sorry. Drop I am it keeping... isn't a Drop it isn't a cylinder. That's just an ability you have. Oh, I can just do that. Oh, yep. that oh, makes a big difference. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was a cylinder that I had to switch in. Um, Great brain that plays. makes it so, so, so much more easy. I would have used that earlier. Whoops. Um, um, cool. I'm going to stab this bite here while I'm here. I'm going to, or I actually know. So, yeah, that'll be my second action. I'm going to stab this thing. Okay. Um, so D4. Three damage plus one from my height. Okay. Dead bite. Hell yeah. Um, then I would like to rush. Go for it. Cool. So now I'm going to use drop it. And I'm going to start, so that lets me move five, ignoring all terrain effects. So I'm going to wrap around here. Um, one, two, three. I'm going to stay away from the explodey stuff, um, but be hopefully positioned to help. <laughs> um, so I'm going to get get the fuck out of the way. And start wrapping around, and that will also apply chilled three to AoE two for my starting hex. So Alright, so that rager is chilled. Yes. And that stops my RBB and immediately ends my turn. Alright. Did you did you run through the, the one momentum to to push yourself over to the eleven? Oh, yeah. Cool. I did okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> so that pushes me to 10 because I was at 9. Uh, oh, you yeah, get yeah. two momentum from the Oh, cool. So that pushes me over to 11. So my momentum resets to 5 and my attack dies now a d6. Correct. Rad. That's my turn. All right. And I think what Harper and Ari both have. Yes. Yep. And I will say, Harper, the one thing that does is because my boom pops stop playing, you no longer have that hype cylinder. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fun. And then we all abandoned Harper, just like off on her own fighting this giant the... rhino thing. I'm used to being alone. Okay. <laughs> hey, I chilled it. it. I chilled it, and I didn't want to die again. I'm doing my best. <laughs> I'll put the armor back on in a second. I promise. Bye. Uh, sixty. So who's going next? Uh, Harper. 
All right. I'll rock it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to attack. I'm just going to do that thing. All right. So D4. It's something. That's well, five has, damage. Yes. Is it still standing? It is, but it's looking pretty bad. Oh, Probably good. can't take another hit like that. I still get a pain. Uh, I do get pain. Love it. Um, is that really... Hmm. Can you attack twice in a turn? Yes. Yeah. You can do different. A- you can do the same action multiple times per turn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most of my Fuck remove, it up. Most of my <laughs> remove pain things. They're um. They're not damn. Uh, one's damage. I'm just gonna try to swing at it again, though. Let's make life easier. All right. Boop and boopity. It's technically four, even though it's a one. But yep. You swing and you smash, and the rager collapses. Yeah! Oh, thank God! <laughs> <laughs> I smash it in the face, and then as I see it crumble, my legs just go wobbly, and I'm like, thank God. Okay. Uh, That's a lot. Alright, Uh, I guess, yeah. Let's just try to rush. Get so that momentum back. <laughs> trying. That will do. That's a rush. Alright, so I have four. So, one, two, three... Four, I guess. Yeah, that that's fine. All so, right, so that's seven momentum. Okay, that does kick me up to nine. All right, eh, why not? I'll try to rush again. No bueno. <laughs> All right, I'll pass it over to Ari. Okay, um, so I'm off my bike now. Um, Ari rushes the uh, bomber um, that is most convenient to get to from her pathway um and she is going to strike it um would we know because i forgot this does striking them make them blow up uh you'll find out immediately (laughs) (laughs) uh that's 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 a that's a two plus uh bleed uh drain yes that kills it and it detonates <laughs> How uh, so, far does it detonate? Uh it's a range two, so your bard is okay, but nobody else is. Well, sorry, pain stealer's fine. You got a nice wall protecting ah! you. So that is uh because the because actually, never mind. It's one detonation. Um, so just so we all get the clarity on the mechanics here. Hitting that one bomber with the with your axe causes it to explode, but that explosion does not trigger a chain reaction. So this Ooh. one just dies. Okay. Um, so Ooh. the exact the exact words of their ability is if they take non-physical damage, they do not explode. Oh, sorry. Wow, I got this wrong. Okay, never mind. This is way <laughs> way better in your situation. They explode when they take non-physical damage. So you actually just crush it and its body. I was, I couldn't remember. I thought like I said, bombers would be impossible if. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Okay, I'm gonna rush. Ah, uh, hell yeah! Nice. Um, I run over the. Uh, I, I literally am just doing that to shift over and go up to eleven momentum. Yep. Um, yeah. which I will immediately, oh. uh, I will immediately ascend, 
Um, so I'm going to be rolling at D6s now. I have a special ability that whenever Ari uh, ascends, she her bike just kind of like magically spawns under her. And she's and to refill it. Yeah, uh, completely refueled and ready to go. Um, and I'm going to rush again. Nah. Okay. Um, and that puts me at five momentum. And then right. we all die as this thing explodes. <laughs> uh, yes, actually, that is what it does on the on turns, is it detonates. <laughs> <laughs> but it might hit the portal too so that's good for us uh yeah so cover all like all encompassing for combat and blood neon you guys are pretty competent and you don't deal aoe damage to each other enemies are not and they will do <laughs> damage to each other Love that. so that knocks out the portal and the bomber and you uh <laughs> finish the combat by them exploding themselves but that is going to catch the Neon Sorcerer and the Barbarian in its explosion. Let's see if it's lethal. Your turn. I am dead. We all float <laughs> down here, motherfucker. I, am. <laughs> I, I think I wish I was dead. Um, I so, one. Uh, Wait, I thought, didn't you just, you ascended though, didn't you? Yeah, yes, but I have, you uh, I, have the ar- I have the armor. Uh, oh, Armorized one, yeah. So do I. I'm in yeah. a one as well. I can do math. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Barbarian and the Sorcerer, you both die, take a point of Neon Seepage and gain an infusion. Do we? I think everybody no, has no, no. a Neon we just No, I think... No, because I, oh, I have one armor okay. reduction. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I All don't right. die. I just hurt a lot. Gotcha. Okay, Um. so with the Bomber and the Bitminer dead, that's five more momentum. You can give to somebody if you want, since you're out of combat, so it doesn't really matter who we don't have to have you guys do the move. Has anyone not ascended? Oh, hi. Uh... My, uh, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> you want it? You take uh, it. Yeah, yeah. If, I, if I get the little guy for two, it'll push me to 11, so I'm okay with that, if there's yeah. no objections. Okay. Go for it. Alright, I'll do that. I'll go to 11, I'll go down to 5, my die goes up. Ba-doop! So then you also have five left over from the Bitminer. So someone else could get a free ascension. Well, I guess the Bard or the Pain Stealer. Yeah, because I'm at one right now. I would not say no. Do it. Go for it. Hell yeah, let's go. All right. That bumps me to a D8. Nice. Rad. That was your first combat blood mail. Huzzah! We only kind of died sometimes. And we figured it out. Once I figured out that it was an ability and not a cylinder. (laughs) That helped. That helped a lot. Do you think any of them were named Monroe, though? Highly doubt it. They all look like too much of scrubs to have a town named after them. Good, good. Just just want to clarify. All right. So, with the Bitminer destroyed, you've cleared out this potential neon invasion that would break out of Monroe Town. You're feeling a little good. You're juiced up on some more neon. It looks like the path is clear to head further into the and find, you know, what there is to find. I'm like limping along. I'm, I've like got an arm on uh, 
60 and I'm just like, I am not as old as like, I am not as young as I used to be. What is this shit? Just ascended. I'm hype. It's a great day. We're having an amazing time making some money, kicking some ass. Truly the angel and devil on your shoulder right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do we like? What do we see in Monroe Town? Uh, so heading further in, you come across a burned out section of the village. Oh, no. It looks thoroughly, completely destroyed. No signs of life. You see those large uh, growths of purple crystals everywhere. You can hear in the distance, it seems like there's more neon monsters milling about, but if you're quiet about it, you might be able to sneak through the town and perhaps find if there's anything left. Oh, I definitely want to do some, like, poking around the town, seeing if I can, um, like, yeah, find if there's places where people might have been able to hide, um, if there's, you know, any, like, high vantage points we could get a better idea of where people might have gone. Sure. Do you have a related boon or are we just um, doing a You know what? I'm going to say search. hardcore parkour. I'm like clambering around. I'm like, oh, let's nice. go. <laughs> let's go. I'm like trying to like peek out, like not stealthy, like fully visible, but like poking around, but like definitely like just climbing around and being like, what the fuck can I see? Let me scout. Um, so that's a D6. That should be a D6. Wait, did you send a second time? No, their their uh, rolls are different than your yeah. attack die. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, my attack die. Those dies are unaffected eight, by your ascension. That's a six. Let's go. Nice. All right. So you like get between two close together houses and do the wall jump up to the top. <laughs> You're running along all the burned out roofs. If there's any like bites around that see you, you just kind of run off, and they can't even catch you. So you uh, use your hardcore parkour get a lay of the land and you see in one of these houses there's a large pile of bodies that look like soldiers okay. you can kind of jump onto that house and get into it from a broken hole in the roof looking through the soldiers you can see that they all have the crested griffin of lord of uh, duke elmwood and if you're i guess do you want to search the bodies uh, yeah, I mean, I think I kind of flag people down from before I drop through the hole in the roof, but I would like to search the bodies, definitely. Okay, yeah. Going through it, there's not much of, you know, notice. It's just typical soldier's rations, maybe a bit of metal coins. Uh, but you do find in one of them has a sealed uh, scroll with the crested griffin wax seal of the duke. Do you break it open? Oh, absolutely, I do. You open it up and find that it's orders, and they detail to the soldiers what they're what they were supposed to be doing in Monroe Town before they obviously failed. But it details how they were to head in, you know, scout out and see how the neon infestation is, how bad it is, but also uh, lead some of the town, you know, get try and get the townsfolk to evacuate and tell them to hole up somewhere in this part of the village and then leave them. 
Oh, so they were just supposed to like straight up abandon the villagers. That feels rude. Yeah. But if it says where they're supposed to be herding them up, then we can hopefully figure out what that means. Yeah, you think you could uh, piece together like there's probably a large building with a big cellar nearby. Yeah, let's go find a bunker. I okay. think I kind of take the scroll and scramble back to the rest of the the crew. Fill everyone in. Yep. Yeah, okay. a whole, so whole bunch of dead soldiers um, that were supposed to be rounding up all the townsfolk and then disappearing on them. So, something shady with the Duke, which, shocker, Duke, shady, whatever, but looking for a bunker. Rich people? Oh no! How do they do nefarious things? How unlike them? Oh no! Honestly, passe at this point. <laughs> All right. So, is do we? Is there like a role for like looking for the bunker? No, you can find just, the bunker. Okay. You find you know you you find the largest building you can. Um, searching around, you can definitely see where there was an entrance to a. Uh, cellar but it seems to you know all the rubble and burning building is collapsed onto it so i will um, need a roll for you to try and get back in i've got weightlifting here which might Ooh. be Hell helpful yeah. um nope <laughs> <laughs> that's the one hilariously i am from a mining family would i know how to safely move piles of rubble Absolutely. Let's see. Nope. Absolutely don't. <laughs> so long ago. Who remembers any of that boring stuff? They're dead. It's okay. <laughs> we can just... <laughs> we can't get into the bunker. Oh my god. I was like, I have nothing that's helpful for this. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. I can the hardcore parkour try to find another entrance. Uh, <laughs> sure, but I'm gonna say you gotta get like a five or higher. No, that's of, very right? fair. That's very fair. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, survivors. Okay. Get Literally just dead. sitting here poking at a pile of rocks, being like, "What the yeah. fuck?" You work as hard as you can, but you can't seem to dislodge all of this. You figure that if you find some more people, you could probably, you know, as a team effort, pull it apart. Hmm. Well, I guess. Should we keep looking for more people to help us move the rubble? A thousand we percent. Gotta. <laughs> yeah. Where are my street urchins at? Oh, that is a good point. You have mm. a bond with street urchins. You know it. So, uh, you could maybe, yeah, let's say you find in, like, a barrel, you find a couple kids who miraculously hit out. They're a little shell-shocked, but also, you know, with your background, you're able to calm them down and tell them, you're, you know, assure them that you're a friendly face. I just, like, point to myself, and I'm like, this? Good. Everything about it? Very good. Everything here? Very bad. Very, very bad. Can <laughs> uh, we convince... These these small orphans of war to help us move objects. 
you bring them back to the uh, caved-in cellar, and while they can't move, they're small enough they could fit in. Mm. Okay. I'm fine with that. I also have a boon in inspire. I'm not sure if I can inspire these yeah, small children. I'll do it. Okay. What? <laughs> did I roll a d4 or d6? D6. Okay. Gotta get a four or higher. That's a six. That's not as awesome as You were so you know, inspiring. Get those orphans <laughs> tight. Give them some kids. To live for. They they don't even remember that they're sad. They they are so ready, you know, to help you out and save the town, or you know, do what they can. Come they on, scr- kids. They they both scramble down in there. You you hear them shuffling about. Thankfully, it doesn't turn into screams or anything. It's just kind of kids talking and moving about and shuffling stuff. But eventually, they come back up and they tell you uh, that they couldn't find. Fu- you know, everyone was dead, unfortunately. Seems like the soldiers' plan worked, but they do have a large journal. And opening it up to the first, you can see it's signed over to William Monroe. <gasps> it's my it's Monroe, guys, guys! It's my this is Monroe. I'm not Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read it. Why not? <laughs> Go right. for it. Most of it is, uh, you know, just kind of the journal of a middle-aged man detailing the kind of things that a mayor of a small town would care about. You know, so-and-so needed their well repaired, or he's worried about this. Start. There are many, many references to constant clashes and arguments with Duke Elmwood, seemingly trying to pressure him and the rest of his family out of the town. But at the end of the journal, you find a much more somber letter detailing how this horde of monsters is coming and it's upon the gate at the in order to try and save the rest of the people he's acquiesced to the commands of the soldiers and they'll be evacuating now but let it be known that this is my last will and testament and I bequeath all of the land rights to this town to my daughter is the daughter also named William Monroe? No, she is married. Ah, damn it. Okay. Hey, we don't know if she was in the bunker. Um, if you go back and search a little amongst, or I guess no, the the orphans who are pretty familiar with the uh important people in this town are confident they did not find her amongst the remains. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Before we exit the scene, I do look down at the kids and I'm like, you found Monroe. But there's more Monroe to be found. Behind every corner and rock, there's a Monroe. I can feel it. They uh, tell you that there is a large inn deeper into the town that most of the people who did not evacuate those soldiers are probably holed up in. Okay. And they are so inspired by your, you know, compassion and talking to them that they will do whatever you tell them. They will either come with you or you can tell them to run away. 
We put small children in a very precarious situation, so I'm fine with escorting small children to assure, you know, the rest of their survival is taken care of. To the inn! Okay. They, you know, being being this, combined with your street smarts and their knowledge of this town, they're, you're able to weave through the, the uh, ruins and avoid any other monsters. It's nearing nightfall and you <gasps> come upon an inn. It's been heavily barricaded up, but looks to be still standing. Upon seeing it, the children cry out, and some of the lights come on, and they open it up, and everyone escorts you in. There's, you know, a couple, you know, some of the parents of the children are reunited. Everybody's happy, and the survivors look uh, a little haggard, but their spirits are definitely lifted by the fact that you brought some of their children back. Although um, they also seem to give you a wide berth, as you're uh, you're kind of a bunch of freaks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's fine. It happens. I Is guess. It, I, like, does anyone seem to be in charge? When you ask that, a red-haired woman steps forward. I'm Marianne. I'm the leader of what of what's left here. Uh, what I mean. What made you like? Why did you all stay? Like, why didn't you all get out of here? This is our home. This is where we're going to survive. You've been here for generations, and we're not leaving just because somebody tells us to, and not because any damn neon monsters. Spoken like a Monroe. <laughs> Marshall. Hi. <laughs> Have um. You- have you heard of anything? Is my father okay? Is your father William Monroe? Yes. I look at Harper. I'm like, you give her the give her the journal. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. That 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 that's kind of important. So I I mean, her name is Monroe. So I guess she can have the thing that also says Monroe on it. And I do sheepishly like take it out and gingerly hand it over her father's journal. She gives it. Do you tell her about the last will? Yeah, I'll either straight up just tell her, like, there's some important things at the very end you might want to take out real quick. You know, just they're just you know, read on your own accord. It's mildly important. She cracks the book open and goes to the last page, reads for a moment. You can see her begin to cry, but she steals herself. Good. That means that the Duke won't be able to get this land. If we still have this last will and testament, it ensures that our land rights are being going to be upheld. That does beg the question, though, what are you doing here? I think I step forward. I'm just like, so we were misled on the circumstances of this place and we we were definitely here to clear out all of the monsters that are here um but at the duke's request but now fuck that guy good <laughs> like <laughs> yeah no straight up they sent us here to 
clear the area so he could build a mall. But if he straight up doesn't even own this land and also fucking tried to kill a bunch of people, I think like looks apologetically over at the children and like tries to stop swearing. Um, yeah, not <laughs> not fucking cool. Unless these kids really like malls. Maybe. Duke Elmwood has been trying to get us to give up our rights to this land for months now. He was able to convince most of the villagers, but not us. We knew he was up to something when his soldiers came through, although we thought they were lying about the monsters. Those are a little true. We did clear out uh, most of the monsters at the entrance to the town. Um, clearly, obviously, more stuff deeper in, but at the very least, we took out the bit miner up, up near the front. That's good to hear, although we're... She she calls upon a couple of the villagers who were their scouts at night, and they detail about how there's a, extreme, a large neon monster bearing a gigantic spiked mace who seems to be their commander. Hmm. We're not sure what would uh, happen to the rest of them, but I think if you can take that one out, we'll at least know. It'll steal us enough that we can help you remove a, the remaining raffle, rabble. Yeah, I mean, that'd be good. Like That sounds doable. We are very good at hitting things hard. Well, sometimes you're good at hitting things hard. I saw you trying to pick up that rubble. <laughs> Look, kind of like pats the gigantic fucking boombox DJ turntable hybrid like slung over their shoulder. <laughs> 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 she does everything she needs to. I'm afraid we don't have much to pay you with, but if you can help us free this town, we'll do provide whatever we can. Well, well that's I, cool. I just stole weapons from the Duke. I'm good. I'm chilling. Oh, I mean, I fully, in, I fully intend to tell the Duke that we cleared the area until he pays us, and then he can go fuck himself. <laughs> good. Get as much money from that bastard as you can. The principle of the thing, you know? I like that plan even better. Fuck the rich. <laughs> Money! Ari, right, does that, does that sound good to you? Do you want to fuck them? I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'm going to be real. I'd be cool the new mall, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Either way. <laughs> I mean, I'm also happy to go back and, like, fuck up everything at the Duke's mansion, but, you know, I like breaking stuff. It's fun. <laughs> With that, as people begin to plan their next move, suddenly you hear crashes from outside. One of the people, one of the scouts peering out says, Neon monsters are upon us! <laughs> Everyone steals the, and Marion begs you to defend the inn. Oh, I think as soon as, like, we hear the crash, like, 60's, like, halfway through a window, like, let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> you see Zom just, like, limping over, like, Jesus fucking Christ, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ari drags a tanker of tanker to whatever liquor she can find with her, but <laughs> on her way out, um... they set you out to defend the inn, and they as they block up and begin to make their defense. And I think that's where we'll end for now. To be continued. Ah! Bow, bow, bow.
This was so much fun. Good. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Seriously delightful. Yeah, I, I mean, enjoyed your first game of Blood Me On. First game, and like the, the expansion stuff was, I was living for some of the things in the expansion book. I didn't want it like there. One of the weapons was a bag of snowballs, and I was yes, yes. <laughs> I genuinely wanted. I like, adore fucking Santa game. Claus walking around with that satchel on my back. Ho ho ho, motherfucker! Look, I I love a I love a fear a purely cosmetic item, and I do love conspicuous consumer uh, conspicuous consumerism <laughs> in my vaporwave. <laughs> Or the, like the consumables of it's just cocaine, just just cocaine. It's just cocaine. <laughs> There's like a hat that's like literally just a rat. It's a hat that's just a rat. <laughs> uh. But yeah, no, this is super fucking fun. Um, I would absolutely play this again, and maybe we can corral this group another time to do the rest of the, you know, the the to be continued, or it'll be like Beyonce and Lady Gaga's telephone, and we'll never we'll never know. We'll never know what happens in part two. If you get um, Blood Neon for yourself, uh, listeners at home, you can finish that adventure on your own. That was that was my I was we were segueing right into that, which is uh, Adam and Val. We'll start with you two. Uh, my typical question is: If you'd like to be found on the internet, where can people find you? And for you two, where can people buy your beautiful game? Yes. Um, do you mind if I start, Val? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, so I am Adam Blumenau. Uh, that's also, you can find me on Twitter as Adam Blumenau. Uh, I don't know how much longer I'll be on there, but if you catch me on Twitter, I will make sure you know where I go next. Uh, Blood Neon and the rest of my games can be found on itch.io under Radmap. I'm sure if you search for Blood Neon, it'll show right up. Yeah, and we'll put we always put the links in show notes. So if people are listening, Excellent. just go click on that link and then give them your money. It's that simple. Oh, and I also uh, do a game critique on Substack called Doing It Raw. Nice. Wow, where can people um, find you on the internet? Well, so I am one fourth of a little democratic collective called Shrike Tabletop. Um, we make a few different games, most of them with a combat focus. Uh, although we've been branching out into uh, micro game, like mini mechanic territory recently with uh, some mosaic work. Uh, so you can find us at uh, Twitter, in- uh, Instagram, Tumblr. Tumblr's been doing quite well uh, at Shrike Tabletop. Um, you can also find me at Talonborn, where I do some writing and such. So. Um, and MT, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and the artist formerly known as Twitter at MT underscore H-A-R-T underscore. And Marshall, where can people find you on the interwebs? Sure. Most of my socials go under Pokemarsh. Uh, and if you care to <laughs> shill uh, Kingdom Hearts by heart, if you care enough about Kingdom Hearts to listen to me scream into a microphone for like an hour and a half, that's also a good place. Just, just, just saying. <laughs> um, and as always, if you're wherever you're listening to this podcast from, we're on all podcasting platforms. You can also find us on all socials of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Blue Sky at the Queer XP. Um, and then the the 
So this is the like the next two episodes we have after this. We'll wrap up the rest of uh, fall 23 season two before we go on a little break for the holidays. So the last two things that will be coming up is on Monday will be an interview panel with a bunch of folks, including uh, Marshall, talking about emotional moments in, in gaming. Uh, we're going to talk about all the times that we cried, got angry, or felt things in some way. And then the last actual play that we're going to be doing is an actual play of Visigoths and Mal- versus Malgoths. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's such a fun one. It's so wild. I'm so excited. Like, one part dating sim, one part mall rat adventure. Like, I, gonna... oh, I got go to GM it once, and it was so much fun. I will... That is a noted. I may be bugging you if I... <laughs> as I'm getting my stuff together, but we're doing that one as a holiday themed episode. So I'm going to somehow find ways to incorporate a lot of mall Santas into it. Uh, oh. It's going to be wild. I can't wait. Yes, daddy. <laughs> but that's it for us. Um, like I said, those two episodes, and then we'll take a little bit of a break for the holidays and then we'll jump back in. We've got a whole line of stuff coming up after that, um, which I'm super excited about. And I'll tell more of those things uh, down the line. Um, in the meantime, thank you so much for, thank you to Adam and Val for both joining us today, running this game, playing with us. Um, and if you had fun listening to this, go buy the game. And if you didn't have fun listening to this, still go buy the game because capitalism and people need money and that's how it all works. So uh, I think that's it for us. We'll see you all next time and have a good rest of your week. Bye. 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 B